This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with The Wealth Puzzle and also with The Lind Group here in Ventura, California. Got Tony here. Tony, thanks for joining us, man. Today's Great a, to be here. Today's the, the hot show. We're, we're talking about Ronanomics. Ronanomics. Ronanomics, I'm in, as in I'm the coronavirus economics. Right. I'm inventing words now. But, I like you know, it. Ronanomics. That's where we got. I've been in my basement so long here that I, I, I can invent creative things. So Ronanomics is what we're talking about. Woo. I love it. I how love does, it. How do the and, Ronanomics affect you? Yeah. Well, that's a good that's a good place to start. So Ronanomics is, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, uh, coronavirus economics. Yeah, well, we're living in the world of the coronavirus, right? It's the new yep. normal. It's it's here to stay, it seems like. And guess what? Seems that way. My job functions all about economics, data, information. How do we help people to create <clears throat> viable, useful, sustainable retirement income plans? And so the information is relevant. I've got that frog in my throat, though. I'm kind of losing it here, Tony. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> I, I, can, I, I can <laughs> jump in. Clear that. Get that frog Please out of Louise. there. I was, yeah. like, I was like trying to make my perfect point and I could just feel it, my, my oh. throat collapsing. Well, I mean, well when it terrible. comes to Ronanomics, you know what I, I, I used to say when this thing kicked off the first few months, my line or my mantra was, don't worry about it. Just go with the flow. This too shall pass. That, that was my line. Oh, yeah. This too shall pass. But now that we're in the sixth month and looking ahead, right. things are still canceled. This I'm, too I'm shall kind linger. Of, I'm trying to roll back that this too shall pass comment. Yeah, no, linger. <laughs> to, this this, all, this yeah. too shall linger. This too linger shall longer. linger. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's, hey, look, it's, I have to admit, uh, you know, against all odds, who who would have thought? I mean, I remember having these conversations in the spring when the kids were out of school, of like, and someone said, oh, they're not going back next year. I'm like, you're nuts. What are you talking about? <laughs> of course they're going back to school. Whoops. So we're we're all walking things back, Tony. Well, yeah, I'm, I have to. That's the term I was looking for. I, I walked back that one. This too shall right. pass. But I like yours yeah. better. This too shall linger is apparently uh-huh. uh, what yeah. it is. But let's talk about Ronanomics. What's happening? Ronanomics. You know, it's it's fascinating. It's, and we talk about this all the time. It's the, the irking of watching the news because the news seems to always glorify this chaos out there. <gasps> you know, and, um, and it kind of freaks me out because remember, my job function is to help people create sustainable, viable retirement income plans to have the resources they need to weather economic crisis, to weather global pandemics, to weather tax issues, to weather all of these things and still be able to have the food to go to Taco Bell and eat lunch or whatever it is they want to do. Um, I also, let's be fair, I service an older demographic. You know, the my 99% of my clients are more or less 60 and older, right? So all of a sudden, the relevance of this stuff could weigh a little more, but it's certainly worth discussing. So, hey, uh, some fun facts. 
And for the last few weeks, we've been talking about they um, they put out every week. So this is as of August 26th, the positive new tests nationally. This is a number that has been trending down significantly for the last two months. It peaked out somewhere around like 70,000 new cases a day, which was like a lot of people, right? And just in the last even few days, you know, it was dipping down in just the high 30s. So, you know, it was teasing half of what it was two months ago. But the the trend line is sitting at 40,000. So it's gone from basically 70,000 down to 40,000. So, you know, still a lot of people, still a lot of sickness. We don't want to, you know, play too lightly on that theme. But the reality is, is the trend is good. We even had seen this plateau in daily death rates kind of around 1,000. And in the last two weeks, it's starting to trend down now where it's going to, you know, now it's down like in the 900 range or something. Things are slowly trending down. Now, bell curves, what are they allowed to do? They're completely entitled to change, right? Things can change. I, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. I'm not a, um, in, in an expert at, what is it? Endemiology. How do you, I don't know what the word is. Tony, you got to save me on that. Uh, the, epidemiology the, um, there you go Whew, see <laughs> that's why i have you here you're my yeah. lifeboat i love you sure the um sure. but the reality is at least the data is the data interesting fact though is when you start looking at deaths because that's a huge conversation this country has is you know how many people have passed away from this but when you look at it it's really representative of like what percentage of what people have passed away and so what's interesting is, any idea, Tony, if, I, if you had to guess, what percentage of the U.S. population is the age 65 and older? Well, I know they say like 10,000 people hit retirement age a day, right, so I've right. got to believe it's pretty impressive, like 20%. Well, it's funny because that, that one population, that retirement age, that 65, represents almost 65 to 74, represents almost 10% of the population. But when you oh. look at 65 and older, so just you know, 70, 80, 90, 100, they represent in entirety 16% of the population. Oh, okay, so not quite as much as I thought, but still no, a, it's, lot, it's, a lot. It's decent, but it's yeah. not massive, especially like when you start looking at, you know, other population size. There's a, just such a huge swath between ages, you know, 5 and 50. That's where everybody is at the moment. Um, but what's fascinating about looking at that 16% of the population at the moment based on the data is that that age group, 65 and older, 16% of our population, represents about 80% of all the coronavirus deaths. So wow. 16% of our population is commanding you know, a significant portion of that. Now, the way that I, I take that information, remember, I'm, I'm a data person, is I would say, if you are in that age group, certainly if you have you know, conditions and things of that nature that add to it, this is a very real thing. You need to be very conscious about it. You know, granted, if you're a five-year-old, which represents 0% of the population in death, then, you know, maybe it's not as big of a deal to you, but you're also probably not listening to this show, so you don't know that. But we don't have a lot of five-year-old listeners, I don't think. The um, No. So... No, probably not. Maybe. Well, so so just a smaller percentage of the population makes up a huge percentage of the coronavirus cases is what you're saying. Yeah. And that's what's fascinating is, you know, it's, it's this really this risk group over the age of 65, only 16 percent of our population, 
80% of the deaths. So obviously that's something to, you know, raise your eyebrow over and say, hey, if, I, if I'm in that age group, and, and I don't want to discredit the fact that we all can't get sick and succumb to this. I, I'm as guilty of that as you are, Tony. Um, it's just that statistically the probability isn't as great, right? You know, my age group, I'm looking at my age group, which represents 13% of the population, 35 to 45 year olds. Uh, but they, they command only 2% of the deaths from the coronavirus. Wow. So, you know, my population, my group is not, is not as big as the 65 millimeter, but it's comparable, you know, 13 versus 16%, but we only have 2% of the deaths, whereas that group has 80% of the deaths. So heaven forbid something happens to me that can happen, but it's not as statistically likely. Mm. And that's kind of the takeaway of data, right? Is we just want to be conscious of data. Here's a fun fact. Okay. Uh, let's see. Currently, there is only one state, Georgia, that has more than 20% of their inpatient hospital beds occupied by COVID-19 patients. That's the only state that has more than 20%. There's 27 states that have less than 5% of their inpatient hospital beds occupied by COVID-19. And 45% of the states in the country have less than 10% of their hospital beds occupied by the coronavirus. Wow. You know, that's it. Well, it's interesting, right? Because in the beginning, remember why we shut down the economy? It was to try to, we'll say, prepare to control the spread, to make not this exponential explosion of overwhelming hospitals. The nice thing is the data is kind of showing for the most part, this isn't necessarily overwhelming hospitals. No, I think in the beginning it was in places like New York City where it was really yeah. When it first landed in the States and just spread oh, it was quickly. Just, it was, but, oh, it was horrific. Yeah. Do you remember all that? that well, how horrible that was. Yeah. But now, you know, now I think it, it seems to be under control. I don't hear about hospitals being overtaxed right now because of no. COVID. But, oh, well, there you go. But, 40, uh, 45 states out of the country have less than 10% occupancy based on this. So yeah. that doesn't seem too bonkers. No. Another it's man, fun it's fact. It's manageable. I got, I got fun facts coming out my ears here today. <laughs> the FDA, they just approved a $5 COVID-19 antigen test. Yeah, I read and about that. That's gives very you results. Cool. It's from Abbott Labs. It gives you results in 15 minutes. So they're planning on shipping, like, I think by September, they said they were, or by October, they were going to have, like, 50 million tests a month going or something. Yeah, the government you, said it would can, spend $750 million to get these tests out to everyone, and right. they've been approved by the FDA and tested. So that's, that's good. That's crazy. It's crazy. And so you, it says you can download a mobile app. So you can, you know, get your results instantly on your phone or something. I don't know. That's wild. Um, look, all of this stuff is incredible. Look, as horrible as it's been, it's also been a fascination to me of innovation, right? You know, you had it's over It's forced innovation, just like wars and, and, and trips is. to the moon. It forces Make it innovation. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. I mean, you had over 100, you know, companies around the world working on vaccines. At the moment, we've got... 23 phase one vaccines. We've got 14 phase two vaccines. We've got eight phase three. We've got two limited vaccines. Limited means they're already approved for limited use. We don't have any approved approved for just full blown use, but we're like right there. I mean, didn't they say that it used to take like the fastest vaccine that's ever been done before was like four or five years? Yeah. You know, and we got this stuff going in like four or five months. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, I think with the vaccines though, there's still they, there's still some testing that needs to be done, but it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna ha regardless it's happening, you know, in one you know almost one tenth uh, the time. It's so. The benefit of technology. Someone yeah. was telling me the other day that 
that an Apple Watch is more was more powerful than the control computer on like Apollo 13. Right. Yep. <laughs> I've read that too. I read that in a Science Digest. It was funny. They were they had a list of these things. Yeah, it's amazing. Louise. Yeah. So a lot of technology driving the stuff. Uh, but hey, that's that's Ronanomics, right? There's still the general economics, which let's be fair, we're living in Ronanomics, and there's a lot going on. I mean, M2 money supply increased again just a little bit, up almost 24% year over year. What is the M2 money supply? Yeah. That is all the money you got in checking, savings, money markets. It's your liquid cash. The government, guess what? They keep Under track of Under the mattress? It. Well, they don't keep they, track of that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Actually, they do. They they log into your ring doorbell, and they, they can see what you're doing. No. The, um, no, but they, they track checking, savings, money, market accounts. How much liquid cash do people have? And to say year over year, this stuff is up over 20% is pretty incredible. People are sitting on a lot of dough right now. Honestly, it's starting to, you know, create a little bit of inflation because people are starting to spend it. But um, there's a lot of money sitting there. Personal income in July. Guess what, Tony? Personal income went up 0.4%. That's pretty good. Wow. That's what I want. Yeah. Well, that's, well, but also remember there was like, I don't know, 1.8 million jobs created or something in July, you know, so that's inherently going to help personal income go up. But personal income increasing is a positive thing. That means there's activity. That means there's job stuff. Uh, let's see. As of last week, um, initial jobless claims came in. They're just, they were sitting almost like right on the money of a million new jobless claims. Now, that's trending high, right? Obviously, because of the major shutdowns, things like that. We also have some other, we'll say, governmental road bumps. Let's be fair. The the feds stepped in, created a massive amount of stimulus, right? They created big unemployment. They gave stimulus checks. They created uh, paycheck protection loans for businesses to keep people on payroll. A lot of that stuff is starting to peter out. And so we're still seeing this consistent level of, of new people going on unemployment. You know, you want to put that in perspective, Tony. Last year at this time, any guesses how many people filed for unemployment? Uh, no. 200,000. So we're at a million right now. Wow. So we're, we're basically five times bigger than what we were last time. Wow. Last year, continuing jobless claims. Remember, everyone, there's, there's two parts to this puzzle, right? There's new people filing for unemployment. And there's people continuing to file for unemployment that have already filed initially. Continuing unemployment claims are at about 14.5 million at the moment. Now, to put that in perspective, a year ago, they were at 1.7 million. So, you know, still up massively because of all of this. But honestly, the week, the everything is improving. Uh, the Even from last month to this month, Tony, initial jobless claims have fallen 30%. They're still up horrifically, but at least they've fallen quite a bit. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, I'm glad good. they're falling. No, it's not good. Uh, well, it's, not good. The, it's good, good that the it's falling, but uh, the levels it's, still it's just, at is no, it's, horrific. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a bloodbath yeah. out there. I feel so horrible for things. I mean, you look at something. I'm looking at all this high frequency data while we're talking here. You look at box office receipts, right? People going to movie theater in the last week. It's up 116 percent. Except for the fun fact that it's still down 99% from last year, you know? So yeah. it's, it's up significantly in a week, but it's still, you know, the worst it could ever be. What we're looking for is those green shoots we were talking about like a month ago, right? Green shoots are just little positive signs of life, you know? Is there rail car traffic? Is there uh, gasoline supply traffic? How many people are passing through TSA? 
remember the TSA thing imploded, right? It was down, you know, 90 plus percent in the beginning of this year over year. Now it's down only 70%. So 30% of the traffic going through the airports is back. But still, let's be fair, Tony, that's anemic, right? That's, you know, that's not helping those airline industries and keeping people employed. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, the transportation industry is just crazy. I mean, international travel has been shut down. Yeah. And so much more has been shut down. It's crazy. I just... It's a wonder some of these industries and businesses have been hit so hard by the Rona-nomics, the Rona-nomics, that you wonder, you know, how they're going to recover. But, you know, like you oh, said, a lot of them won't, unfortunately. you try to look on, on the bright side, some of them are starting to recover, but you're right, a lot of them won't. Uh, a lot of restaurants have closed for good. Uh, some of the smaller travel industries and hotels and things will not be able to continue. So, right. um you know, uh, you know, some, like you said, there's positive and negatives when you have a big negative thing like a war mm-hmm. or like this pandemic, uh, it makes certain things stronger and right. certain things fall by the wayside and, uh, you know, it's not good overall, but, uh, we have to try to focus on the positive and, um, you know, well, I, f- I do feel for those people though, that are negatively affected by it all. Sure. And, and, and it, and the whole point of this conversation is not to just give people these general updates of data. It's, it's really about helping people become a little more vigilant with their own situations. There's a lot going on in this world. There's a lot to be concerned about. There's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot to be curious about. There's a lot of moving parts and you have to decide with this information, how does that best serve you as an individual when you're formulating your own retirement plans? The, the economics, the situation that we're in, you know, can be very problematic. I mean, one of the things that I see so many people guilty of when they go into retirement is they keep their investment attitudes identical. Hey, I've, I've been in the stock market my whole life. I've been saving my whole life. And so therefore I retire and I just leave all my money in the stock market. Not to say you shouldn't be invested in equities. You shouldn't have growth because that's not accurate. You're going to live a long time. You need that. But one of the things that we learn from these, these isolated events, like what happened in the market this year is that if you're distributing money out of your accounts and the market decides to implode during a time period while you're distributing money out of your accounts, you reverse dollar cost average. You blow that account value up. You have to be very conscious about putting monies in places that will make good long-term financial sense to you. I mean, the market crashed, right, Tony? I mean, peak to trough, it was down the better part of 40% in five weeks. Nobody has ever seen that before. I mean, it was right. nuts. Yeah. Second quarter GDP, the GDP was just revised up to negative 32% instead of 33%. That was nice. The um and then what's funny is, you know, out of the ashes of the worst comes the best. So they're saying third quarter GDP is shaping up to look like 20% annualized. But let's be fair, we just had the worst GDP quarter in the history of the country. And it's, you know, it's rebounding back up. And you're and we're seeing that right now. Uh, let's see. Durable goods increased over 11% in July. Um, new, I mean, this is what's nuts. This this home sale thing, Tony. Real estate is going lollapalooza, man. Uh, new single family home sales increased 14% in July. Wow. It, I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. And you That's know what amazing. it is? Is you're, we're tracking this mass exodus from large cities, from the New Yorks and the San Francisco's and all of these places. 
People are mass exiting large cities and going to suburbs. And, you know, I'm not going to speak to why I don't, you know, I don't want to get into that. I, I mean, part of it maybe is looking at the the sad situation of what happened in New York with, with the coronavirus. Maybe realizing that if you live in a more dense population, this is where you're, you know, statistically more likely to, you know, have issues with this stuff. So I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, or maybe you're on house arrest. So you just realize that if I have to <laughs> well, homeschool and I, and I yeah. work at home and I, my gym's at home and everything's at home, maybe a lot of people are just relocating for larger homes. You have interest rates at historic lows. I just had some clients tell me, do you get this? I had some clients do a VA loan recently, a refi. Mm-hmm. They lock in a 30 year VA loan at 2.25%. Oh, I'm, I'm just like, they're locked in 2.25. I, 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 like, I almost fell out of my seat. I'm like, how's that even a real number? Like who's For loaning money? Loan. Right. Who's loaning money? <laughs> it's like, come on, man. So, you know, there's you the know, interest so, that the, the company that uh, sold them right, that loan, right. uh, the interest isn't even going to, that the bankers isn't going to help them. That's not even going right. to keep up with inflation. Look, I, I <laughs> right. it's crazy. Yeah. So. There's a lot going on, but like I said, kind of a few minutes ago, the the takeaway of today's show is not to just be this crazy rambling of data, which maybe it was, but it's really about you. It's about, Hey, there's a lot going on in this world. You have to make unemotional informed decisions. You have to look at information. You have to do what's good for you. But when you're creating a proper retirement income plan, that's why you need a professional like me. This is all I do all day long as I stare at this stuff. I build cash flows. We try to make them tax efficient. We understand the timing of your social security and all of the other items that you have going on. How do we make sure we're not making too much money so we pay Medicare penalties? There's a lot of things that happen when you build a good retirement plan. And I feel like, unfortunately, when a lot of people don't have that effective, written, projected retirement plan, they make a lot of mistakes and then they just chalk up mistakes as, oh, that's just a byproduct of life. When I look at it completely opposite, no, we want to map things out. We want to be efficient. We want to help you be informed, make good decisions. We want to make sure that you and your legacy are taken care of. So that's why we do this show. Tony, I'm sure we can attest. We get a lot of good feedback from the people that listen to it. We love your questions. We love your thoughts. So please rate the show, you know, put some written comments in there. Would appreciate that. Certainly, um, if you have any questions, reach out directly. You can get my office, 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. Or the easy thing to do is just visit my main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. And uh, you can reach out to us on our contact page, all that. But otherwise, hey, Tony, thanks for joining the Rononomics. Oh, Rononomics. I love it. You've invented a word and it's so appropriate right Ooh. now. Are we trending yet? Is it trending yet? It no. should be hashtag Rononomics. Rononomics. Yeah. Ha- post about it and hashtag Rononomics. <laughs> that would be good. Hashtag the wealth puzzle. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So good show today buddy but yeah you're right and listeners thanks for tuning in but that does it for today's episode of the wealth puzzle with our amazing host rononomics expert michael manson thank you for listening to the wealth puzzle don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan for more information please contact michael mansfield at the lind group call 805 805- 500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com 
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC, the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.